listening to She Said What with your host, Alyssa Harper. Hello, sexy people, and welcome back to She Said What. If you've not been here before, then I just want to welcome you and let you know that this is a space for you to come and become the best version of yourself. This is a safe, open space for you to learn and grow, whether we're talking about sex and sexuality or relationships or self-growth. This is a space for you to just check in and hopefully get something out of every single episode. And today we're going to be talking about becoming confident in your sexuality. We will talk a little bit about sex, but it's more so about your sexuality. So if you are someone within the LGBTQIA plus community or the queer community, as a lot of us like to say, then this is a space for you to come and explore what it looks like to be excited about your sexuality and to not just feel like, oh my God, this is this thing that is about me and it's true about me, but I don't know what to do with it. But to actually get to the point where you're like, fuck yeah, I'm proud of myself and I'm who I want to be and I'm confident in my sexuality. So that's what today's going to be all about. I'm obviously going to be sharing some of my own personal stories in this episode and also stories of people who are close to me, people that I've encountered in my life, obviously anonymously, to give you some context on what it's like to go through this process and hopefully encourage you to be really confident in who you actually are. This episode is for somebody who is questioning their sexuality. This episode is for somebody who is pretty firm in the label that they want to use, but they don't feel gay enough or they don't feel straight enough to say that they are straight. This episode is for somebody who is firm in a label that they want to use, but they don't know how to get into the queer community. Someone who is in the process of this journey, but they want some extra support. I would love to do that for you. This episode is going to give you reassurance on what is normal to be experiencing. It's going to help you to break down some internalized homophobia. And I'm going to give you the practical things that you can do today and within the next week, the next few months, to grow into this confidence of your sexuality and to ultimately become the best version of yourself. All right, let's get into it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the first video episode that I have filmed in the evening, and I just want you guys to know that the journey to get here was not easy. The lighting situation, cursed, okay? So if you're watching this video right now, I just want you to know that mm, it's not perfect, but I love you for being here. Okay, um, I am having a glass of wine, and I am happy about that because it's the evening. My God, it's five o'clock somewhere. In fact, it's five o'clock here, so relax, all right? I'm gonna start with an update on my life. My life recently has been so much fun. Just so much fun. I have to be really honest with you guys. I think I said this in the last episode as well. A few months ago, I was depressed. Um, I was not good. <laughs> it was just, it was winter, okay? I was getting no sun. Um, I was doing the things I was meant to be doing, but like I wasn't doing it with like my heart and like my intuition. I was, you know, and I'm not saying that during that time I wasn't putting out things that um, you guys would like or whatever because there was, you know, good feedback at the time and everything else. But it just took so much of my energy. Um, whereas now everything that I'm creating just feels effortless and it feels fun and it feels in line with what I'm doing. And this episode to me is so fucking important because this is what you guys are talking to me about. When you guys are DMing me and you're sending me these big ass DMs and you're saying, Alyssa, I just need somebody right now because I think I might be this sexuality, but I don't know. And I'm in love with my best friend and you're sending me all these things. First of all, thank you for doing that because I uh, absolutely love to hear your stories and it really does give me context as to where you guys are at so I can create things that are valuable and useful for you. So thank you for sharing with me and also then I love to respond to you and have these conversations where you actually really open up and you become um, comfortable to tell me what it is that you need and it's just to me that is what is fulfilling in this journey like I really care about you guys and that's so embarrassing loser I know but I do I really really do and it's really important to me that what I'm doing is actually helping people because 
I'm not going to do it otherwise. This is why I'm doing this. I never intended for this to be like my job. I never intended for this to be what I do full time. This is like what I do because there's a need for it. And I hope that this is useful to you. So thank you. And these are the things that people are actually asking me about. And they're saying to me, I just need some reassurance. I just need somebody to tell me that I'm valid. I need somebody to step in and say, you don't have to have this sexual experience. You don't have to dress this certain way to be queer enough. You don't have to have been identifying with a certain sexuality for a certain amount of time to be gay enough. And this is what I needed to hear probably about three years ago, like I needed to hear it. And so as much as I can in this episode, I'm going to provide that for you. I just realized I didn't really give you any updates on my life. So I'll just give you a really, really quick one. Um, I went on a little mini trip with two of my really good friends, Blue and Tom, um, last week. And we went to the Royal National Park here in New South Wales, Sydney. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. This is the thing about me is like, I will go places and I don't know where the hell I am. Like, I actually don't know. Like, I actually fully don't know. And I'll be with somebody like hours and hours away from my home. And I'll be like, where are we again? It's actually bad. I don't know what month it is. Like, I don't know (laughs) what the issue is, but I don't know what the hell is going on. All I know is that I'm having a great time. (laughs) So we went to the national park and then we went to... See, this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) We went to somewhere called Stockton where there is like this really beautiful beach and these sand dunes. It's fucked. I can't even explain it. So there's like a huge, huge, ginormous beach and it's gorgeous. And then behind the beach, it's just sand dunes. Like it's just, it looks like, I'm Canadian. It looks like snow. It looks like the moon. I can't even, it was just crazy. It was so crazy. If you guys don't follow me on Instagram, you can follow me over there. It's Alyssa Taylor Harper. And um, yeah, it's linked below if you really want to go follow me. Wow. Okay. Self-promo queen. All right. Um, (laughs) I literally posted these photos there and I was like, this is just beautiful. I just feel good here. I feel myself. The sand is like so soft. It feels like water. It was just so gorgeous. So we went there um, because my friend Blue, is a model and we were getting some photos for him to have in his like portfolio etc cetera, etc cetera. um and Tom is a photographer so then he was getting some stuff for his portfolio so it was just like a really fun little like creative trip that I did with them we just had so much fucking fun like they are just a dream um and the dynamic between the three of us is so fun and we just have so much fun together um and I was just like oh, I was so happy to be there and it was funny because if you guys have been following me for a while, you know that I um, have anxiety um, and I also have social anxiety. So it just really takes it out of me. And they were trying to convince me as we were on the way home from the Royal National Park after being there for like eight fucking hours, literally going on a whole like walk, a whole hike. I wore fucking hiking shoes, like being on the beach all day. I'm Think of me, okay? The end of the day, I'm like hot. I'm sweaty. I want to go home. I want to have a shower. They're trying to convince me to go on a three-day trip starting right now. Um, I was like, no, I was like, no chance, literally zero chance. Um, and they unfortunately did convince me. And so I did actually go home and pack a bag and have a quick shower while they sat in my living room. And I was so stressed and I was like, okay, what do I need? What do I need? And I'll give you a little tip right now. If you're an anxiety girly and you get in a situation like this, body scans are everything. So if you're trying to figure out if you have all the things that you need, body scan, head to toe, don't rush it. Start with your head. You go, okay, shampoo, conditioner, hair products. Am I going to need a straightener? Okay, makeup. Am I going to need like face cleansers, like skincare stuff? You keep going. Okay, we've got bras. We've got shirts. We've got sweaters. Are we going to be warm? Are we going to be cold? Keep going. We've got bottoms. We've got shorts. We've got skirts. Are we going to need something to sleep in? Okay, don't skip that point. You're going to need underwear going to the feet. You need socks. You need enough socks. Okay. Don't forget the socks. You're going to need a few different pairs of shoes. You're going to need maybe some runners, something comfy for all the fucking hikes that they're going to make you go on. You're going to need some open toed shoes because you don't want to get to the beach and be strapping that shit up every two seconds. That's so annoying. And then you have to figure out, are we going to go for a nice dinner? Because am I going to need like some little heels? Am I going to need some boots? What am I going to need? So you got to really sit there and go through body scan. I'm telling you, it brings your anxiety down times one million. Okay. You got your phone charger. That's all you need. Get out. We're ready to go. We're going on a day trip. We're going on a three day trip. And we did do that. We did in fact do that. And it was literally the time of my life. And so to be fair, I am thankful that they twisted my arm, but I was quite anxious leaving. Um, my therapist would be so proud of me. That's what I've done. Other than that, just you guys know with the podcast, I was doing an episode every week for 
like a year and a half-ish, almost two years. Now I'm at a space where I want to put out episodes when I feel like it's something that you guys need. Um, as you know, I'm very intuitive and I like to like really consider um, what it is that you guys want and what's happening, like the pulse of this community. Um, and that's really important to me. And I use like the Facebook group for that. Um, I use my DMs for that. I use my TikTok comments for that. Those are the places where I go and I really hear from you guys. Um, and so episodes will be coming out probably twice a month, maybe more, maybe less, hopefully more. Um, but just to give you guys as much as I can, where it's actually going to be really strong and helpful for you. So if you guys have any feedback on that, um, any thoughts on that, please genuinely reach out to me, DM me. Um, if there's anything you want to see, if you want to get on the Facebook group and just be a part of that community, please feel free. Um, because again, I do this for you. I, I do like, I, it's just a constant like two way street of like, just trying to listen for what you guys want want and I really fucking care about you guys and I really want you guys to move forward in the things that you bring to me and for me when somebody tells me I'm really scared to come out I'm thinking of telling my sister tonight I'm thinking of telling this friend whatever and then later in the evening you update me and you tell me that you've done it and we celebrate together like that is everything for me that that's what like lights me up and so if you need somebody to support you just know that I'm genuinely really in this community and I have all the time for you and sometimes it does take a little bit of extra time for me to get back to everybody um, but I'm really serious about doing that so thank you for being here all right let's get into today's episode because there's a lot to talk about and I just know that this is going to be a really important one especially if you are in this situation I just want to speak to you I want to speak to the person that I needed to hear from a few years ago um, and I'm just so ready to do that so let's get into it First off, I want to acknowledge you for coming to this podcast episode because you are on the journey and that is really beautiful. You probably don't have it all figured out and neither do I and that is really important to acknowledge. Mental health, negative mental health effects on this community are higher than people who identify as straight and you're doing a really great job. Um, you're on it you're in it you're in it and and that's really cool and you're going to look back at this time and you're going to empathize with yourself you're going to learn to appreciate this version of you and maybe you're not quite in that space where you're like really confused maybe you're quite certain right now maybe you're like no 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 I'm bisexual I'm pansexual I'm queer I'm a lesbian I am gay I am trans I am firm in my identity, but I just want to be more confident in it. And I just want to celebrate you no matter where you are on that journey, because every stage is so important. And every version of that journey is you. You are every version of that. And although you've overcome things, you still have this empathy for the past you and you still have an appreciation for who you were. And if you look back, I just, this is just something that I feel like I should share with you. If you look back and you see a part of you that you're embarrassed by, if you look back and you see a part of you that is cringy, like you're like, ugh, they didn't know who they were. Ugh, they were trying so hard to be femme or mask or this thing or that thing. I just want you to give love back to that person and remind yourself that you were doing everything you could at that time with the knowledge and the capacity and the support that you had at that time. And that version of you deserves just as much love as the version of you that you are accessing and working through right now. Just felt like I should share that with you. Okay. I want to start out internally. I want to talk about the internal self, the part of you that maybe only ever makes it to paper, maybe only ever sits in your head, the part of you that is you becoming confident, not just interpersonally with other people, but you, deeply you. Point number one on this for me is for you to identify the sex negative and homophobic, potentially, beliefs that you may have been taught. So much of what we carry on in life is simply what we were taught, naturally, right? And we can be taught through our friends, our family, through media, through so many other things. But what you need to first do 
is actually sit there and acknowledge what was I taught about sex? What was I taught about sexuality? What was I taught about gay people or lesbians or bisexual people? What are the preconceived notions that I have towards that group of people, even if I identify with it? Because what that sometimes looks like is internalized homophobia. And I want you to remember that if you resonate with any of these beliefs, that you are not a bad person. So if maybe you are really into women and you are a woman, but you look at two gay men kissing or something like that, and you think like, ooh, that makes me uncomfortable or whatever, remember that that was learned. You are not um, innately hateful. You are not innately homophobic. Just like how you aren't innately racist. These are systems that we have been taught. These are beliefs that we've been taught. These are fears that have been been put on us by the people that raised us and again through media and so many other things. Especially if you were raised religiously, and the only reason I say this is because I was, then it's likely that some of these things have been taught to you and unfortunately it is now your job to unlearn those things. And as unfair as it is, there's many people who have other struggles that are also unfair. We need to be actively working towards unlearning these ways of thinking. And there's a lot of ways to do that. And we're going to get into the more practical side a little bit later. But what I want you to more think about right now is just identifying those moments where you were taught these things. And I've shared this story before on the podcast, but I feel like it's really important for me to share it right now as well. Growing up, I remember sitting downstairs with my family. We had this kind of like rec room and there was this little blue chair that my sister and I used to be obsessed with and we'd like fight over it. At the end of the day, we'd come home from school and we'd run and we'd try to see who can get to the blue chair first. And like, it was like what we would do. So I was sat there one night with my whole family, like my mom, my dad, my sister and me sat there. I got in the blue chair because I'm a fucking winner and I'm sat there. We're watching Glee. And obviously, no shade to my mother. We've had conversations about this since. She's so supportive, so lovely. When I came out to her, she was amazing. I can tell you guys more about that later if you want. Um, But like, she's amazing. She's genuinely so, so amazing. And I tell her so much to the point that she's like, okay, don't tell me everything. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, it's it's great. It's so fine. Um, but at the time, just because we were very much wrapped into the church and she grew up so much more conservative than me to the point that she had to hide Whitney Houston tapes in her ceiling boards. Like, she wasn't allowed to listen to music that wasn't Christian music. And she wasn't allowed to play with cards and, like, do all these things that were just seemingly evil, right? Um, she... As we were watching Glee, there was a moment where two boys were kissing and she just goes, kids, cover your eyes, cover your eyes. And I remember in that moment, part of me at a very young age knew that I was queer, at least to a certain extent. Part of me knew that there was something there. And in that moment where she said, cover your eyes, something's clicked in me and it said, oh, that is wrong. That is wrong. Two boys should not be kissing two girls should not be kissing these scenes that I find really exciting I should be feeling shame about and that taught me that homosexuality was wrong and she never meant to do that and again this isn't anything against my mom it's just to give you an example of like you have these moments where people confirm for you that something that you feel is wrong and it is shameful and you should feel shame about it and it's really detrimental because in time you realize that those little moments actually add up and then you're someone who's in your 20s and you're free and you can do whatever you want and maybe you don't live at home or maybe you do but you have more you know personal life and whatever your situation is you feel like you're this adult person but then that moment from when you were nine or you were 12 or you were 15 genuinely haunts you it sits with you and it tells you that you being in love with your best friend is wrong or you wanting to go on a date with a girl is wrong or you wanting to kiss a boy is wrong and it's hurtful. And so it's really important that we actually sit here and this isn't to pull up trauma and to like make a big deal and to like dramatize things. I don't want you to dramatize things. I don't want you to make it worse than it was. But I want you to be honest with yourself about what those moments were growing up that told you that homosexuality is wrong, that bisexuality is wrong. And really sit with that and ask yourself that question because if you can go back 
And like what I was talking about earlier, if you can go back and you can speak to that person and say, you don't have to cover your eyes. Or if you go back and you can say to that person, there was never anything wrong with that. That can be really powerful and that can be really healing. Oh God, I feel like I'm going to cry. Okay. (laughs) Woo, I'm moving forward. All right. I want you to work at your own pace. There is no correct timeline. There's no time that you're meant to have sex with somebody by. There isn't a certain age. And queer people often take a little bit longer to have sexual experiences because it takes longer for you to figure out who you're attracted to. That's completely normal. Often you hear people in the queer community talking about being a late bloomer and how some people are late bloomers. And it's really easy for someone who is a late bloomer and, you know, late is a strong word, but who's a late bloomer to look at someone who comes out when they're 15 or comes out, you know, to all their friends in high school on social media and it's this cool, fun thing and they bake a fucking cake and they write a goddamn song and it's this whole thing. And they look at that and they go well I'm kind of like too old now to make a big deal of it and that can feel really hurtful and invalidating but I want you to know that being a late bloomer at least from the experience that I've seen with a lot of people around me is so much more common than you would think I wouldn't say like one is more common than the other I honestly don't really know I've just seen it so so commonly A good friend of mine, who I obviously won't name for the sake of their protection, but they have spoken to me on many different occasions about how they wish that they had had a sexual experience and they are well into their 20s and they've never had a sexual experience at all whatsoever. They have really struggled to figure out how they identify, who they're attracted to, if there's a difference between romantic and sexual attraction for them. It's a struggle and it's okay to be in that boat, to not have had those experiences yet. No one is asking you to have those experiences. And I know that automatically you're going to think, oh, but what if I'm talking to someone about sex and they say, you know, when this happens and I have to pretend and that's awkward and that makes me uncomfortable. I know. I'm not saying that that's not valid and that that's not real. That is real. But you don't have to let it penetrate you in the way that you think it should. You don't have to let it affect you. I think it's so much more important for you to have a core belief that things are going to happen in my own time and I'm not in a rush. Your timing is your timing. And if you're like me, maybe you mostly dated, mostly saw men for a lot of your life and then realized that you were queer while being in a relationship with a man. If you're like me, I want you to know how incredibly invalidated I felt when I wanted to come out. It was it was horrible. I was like, I'm so sure. I'm so sure that I'm bisexual. I'm so sure that I am not straight. I can feel it. It's an intuitive thing. I know it. And I know that I'm not lying. But how do I prove that to other people? What are people going to think Are they going to think that I'm just wanting attention or whatever the fuck people say about bisexual people? Of course, I genuinely felt that. But I want you to know that that's the thing. As a bisexual now and someone who's confident in it, I can tell you that when people act like my experiences aren't valid or whatever, I laugh. Like, I think it's funny. I'm like, bro, have you ever fucking heard what bisexuality is? The point is that I could be attracted to my own gender or any other gender. That's the bi, that's the two, that's the bisexuality. And unfortunately, straight men fall into that category. Sorry, but that's just how it fucking is. Like, I'm really confident in it now, so I can talk about it that way. Whereas at first, like, fuck, I was scared. Fuck, I was anxious for someone to ask me, oh, well, have have you dated a woman? Have you done this? Have you done that? Because even if I could say yes to those things, the fact that they would then respond automatically with a statement that ultimately said, I don't believe you, that was hurtful. And what I want you to be able to do is get to a place where it doesn't feel hurtful, where you actually have the capacity to go, hey, I understand that question, but I would love to educate you on this topic. And if they're a good fucking person, then they would actually listen and want to be a part of that journey with you. And if they're not, then whatever, they're fucking homophobic. Don't be friends with them, you know, but like, (laughs) okay, number three, and this is a big one. Remove the pressure you have on yourself to come out. You don't 
need to come out within any time frame to anyone. You don't owe it to anyone. A good friend of mine once told me that instead of viewing it as coming out, they view it as letting people in. And that completely changed my view of coming out. This isn't some secret that you hold within that needs to be released. This is a part of your life that is sacred to you and is important to you. And if you have a relationship in your life that is really important to you, someone that you trust, where you really want to let them into that space, that is a fucking honor that they're allowed into that space. When you start to create that switch, and I'm saying seriously sit here and feel that with me, that it isn't some secret that you need to tell people, but that this is a part of you that is valuable, that is sacred, that is beautiful, that is special, that you're letting someone into, how incredible that they would get to come into that with you. A part of your life that you've struggled with, a part of your life that you've been scared of, that you've maybe cried over that has given you so many questions, the fact that you're looking at somebody in your life and you're going, come in and let me tell you about this and be in this with me, that is an honor. You don't owe anybody this coming out. If anything, you're welcoming in and that's really beautiful and really exciting. And I will say, if you're not at a place at all to be ready to let someone in and you're still in very early stages, I can tell you that when I first, I was in the church at the time, to give you context, I was in the church. Um, My role in the church of like being a worship leader, leading different teams, doing the things that I was doing relied on my straightness because if I wasn't straight, I wouldn't be allowed to hold those roles. When I sat down one day and I was really seriously thinking about my sexuality, being really honest with myself, I wrote down in my journal for the first time, I am bisexual and I cried. I cried. I cried and cried and cried. And I only really thought about this recently because I had somebody ask me, why do you say that you're bisexual? Why don't you say that you're queer? Sometimes people see the word bisexual and they think you're only acknowledging two genders. And that's actually potentially against the trans community. And they they opened up to me about that. And it was a good conversation. I was thankful that they said what they said. I was happy to educate them on the true meaning of bisexual, the actual dictionary definition of being attracted to your own gender and any other gender and how that's the two and um, that's the split when it comes to the prefix by. Um, And I was happy to have that conversation, but it only really made me sit there and think, wow, why do I use the term bisexual? And it's because it feels like home to me. It's because when I wrote it down, I felt that emotional release of, wow, this is truly who I am. And fuck, that was hard to admit. Not because it's bad, but because it affected my life because it meant that I could lose people because it meant that I could lose positions my future job I wanted to work in the church like I grew up religious guys I'm telling you I was religious religious okay so I thought maybe I would be like a creative pastor or something cool like that and that's what I thought I was working towards at the time I was going to a school in Australia that my visa was connected to if I came out as bisexual I would be kicked out of the school and I would be kicked out of the country Okay, that's why I was fucking crying. It wasn't easy, um, but it made me realize that it was true and that it wasn't going to change, at least not for now. The reason I say that is because your sexuality can absolutely change throughout your life. That's why I say that. Um, but I'm, I'm very firm in the term bisexual at the moment. Um, but yeah, it, it absolutely can change. And I just would never want to close that door for myself fully. But All right, number four. If you want to get more comfortable in your sexuality is to talk about it with people that you trust. When it is all in your head and it feels like it's in your head, it's stressful. But when you can talk about it with someone that you know is going to support you, it can really give you the space to feel like it's okay that I am this way. And I know it seems so simple, but it is actually so, so, so important. When you're able to get out of your head, you're able to be more rational about the situation as a whole. 
But what I want you to do is to be okay with people having different reactions. Like some people might not act like it's a big deal. And for you, it's a big fucking deal. Like for you, you struggled with it for ages and you were confused and you were scared and you felt like you were doing a bad thing and you felt gross and you felt terrible. Like you might have a horrible experience of this. And then for someone to just be like, wow, I just like, I love that for you. Like slay, you're gay. Like you might be like, what the fuck do you mean? Like what? (laughs) This is a big deal. And if it's a big deal for you, that's okay. But what I would recommend for you then is to have a conversation where you are showing through your language, your body language, your communication, that it is a big deal. Don't be like me. Because what I did when I first came out to my partner, his name is Sam, um, I was telling him that I was bisexual. He comes home from work one day and I was listening to this YouTube video that is literally titled, Am I Bi? And I was watching it and I was going, um, so just how was your day? Yeah, your day's good. Amazing. Um, I've been watching this video. And he goes, uh, cool, cool. And I go, yep, just this video, the one on the screen. And he was like, okay, um, that's awesome, honey. And I was like, look, just this is the video and he goes oh oh that's interesting why like why are you watching that and I went oh just watching it because I think I might be bisexual Uh, maybe I'm bisexual I don't know and he went you're not bisexual what are you talking about and I was like what do you mean I'm not bisexual what do you mean how dare you how dare you invalidate my experience and um realized very quickly that I did not approach that well because I didn't tell him that I was being serious I didn't tell him that I was trying to have a good conversation. I didn't communicate well. I basically just brought up something very nonchalantly, hoping that he would have some big reaction to it. And that wasn't fair to him. So uh, I will say within a few days, I told him, hey, just so you know, the other day when I told you that I was bisexual, I was actually serious. And like, it's been a really big deal for me. And then he went, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so fucking sorry. And I really wish that we were able to have a proper conversation. Let's have it now. And um, we had a really great conversation about it. And it was literally like, you know, what does that mean for our relationship now? We don't know. Let's work on that together. Let's grow together. Let's experience things together. And it was really cool. But um, I probably probably could have approached that better. So I would recommend that if you want to have a serious conversation, then maybe be a bit more serious about it. And if you want to be chill about it, and you're just someone who's like, you just want someone to say, that's cool, man, love that for you, then um, do that. Um, But just, just be aware that people are only working with the capacity that they have, the knowledge that they have, and the experience that they have, and they're likely not trying to hurt you or make you feel bad. They're likely just trying to do what they think is best, and it can be awkward for them, and they're just trying to support you um, and not make you feel weird. So try to have grace for people as they receive that information as well. We're going to take a short break to talk about the sponsor of today's episode, Beducated. Beducated is an online platform with over 100 courses about sex and sexuality, helping you to become a better communicator, helping you to feel more confident in your sexual self, and teaching you how to do the things that you want to be able to do in the bedroom, but Google just isn't quite hitting the mark, you know? I remember being in high school and Googling certain things, trying to figure out how to do certain things in bed with guys, and then later in my life realized that I also like women, so then I had even more that I needed to learn and figure out. It's hard to know who to talk to about these things, and even if we are talking to our friends about it, which we totally should, but even if we are, we don't know how accurate that information is going to be, whereas with Beducated, these are sex experts. These are people who are professionals in the industry who can give you really clear and accurate information about sex. You can learn everything from learning how to please somebody with a penis, learning how to please somebody with a vulva, things like squirting and different positions and things that are just hard to learn about on any other platform. As we know, mainstream porn is not a good representation of sex, and this helps to give you actual information that's going to genuinely help your sexual relationships. If you want to try Beducated completely for free, you won't get charged for 24 hours, you can go try it right now, and you can cancel it at any time. And if you want to subscribe, then of course you can use my code Alyssa, or you can use the link in the podcast description to get 40% off of your subscription. On top of that, they also have a 14-day money back guarantee. So if you don't really end up using the platform for whatever reason, you can get your money back. 
the actual subscription itself is only $10 a month. And it means that you're investing in your love life, which is so cool. You can use this platform on your own. You can watch these videos with a partner to help you explore a little bit more together. It's genuinely just like one of those platforms that I came across and I have used so much ever since. And I'm so happy that I have this now. God, I wish I had it when I was younger, but I'm really happy to have it now. And I so, so recommend it for you guys. Like in this episode, we're talking about becoming more confident in your sexuality, but we also talk a lot like we did in the last episode about becoming more confident in your sexual self. And Beducated is a really great way to put you on that path. Again, you can try it for free. And if you want to subscribe, you can use my code Alyssa for 40% off. You can also go to the episode description and you can click the link. Let's get back to the episode. All right, it is time to talk about practically what can you actually do to be more confident in your sexuality? This is like the things that I want you to do today, this week, this month. Like we're talking, let's get fucking for real here, okay? So number one, I want you to learn about it. If you want to become more confident in your sexuality, you need to learn about sexuality. You need to learn about the LGBTQIA plus community. There is such a comfort in hearing other people's experiences. Like when I was realizing that I was bisexual, I read a book called Greedy by Jen Winston, where she talks about her life, realizing, oh, wow, I had this relationship with this guy. And then there was this girl that I kind of fell in love with, but I didn't think that it was love because why would it be love? Because I'm straight. And then there was another guy. And then there was another girl. And then I realized, wait, this girl, I actually like, I, she, we kiss each other sometimes and, and I, I would have sex with her. And what does that mean? for me. And that experience of watching someone else experience it is so valuable and so helpful and something that I can only now say retrospectively was really key to me realizing not only that I was bisexual, but becoming confident in my bisexuality. For you, this might be reading a book, but this also might be watching a TikTok. This might be following a queer creator on Instagram. Whatever it looks like for you, as long as it tailors to you, it's just important that you are consuming media by people who identify in a similar way that you identify because it helps you to make sense of the world that is living in your head. Knowledge is power. And when you feel like you have knowledge under your belt about the thing that you identify with, it helps you to feel more confident in it. For example, I had a few friends the other day, won't name any fucking names, these motherfuckers, joking about bisexuality. And they were like, isn't that so funny? Because like the B in LGBTQIA literally means bisexuality and bi means two. So within the actual acronym, it actually says that there's only two genders. Isn't that so fucked up? Don't be friends with straight men, okay? All I'm going to say is don't be fucking friends with straight men. And I went, um, hi, I would love to educate you on that. And very quickly, I was able to say the dictionary definition of bisexuality is actually being attracted to your own gender and any other gender. And that's the split between two. And that's where the prefix bi comes from. And very quickly, they were like, oh, oh oh, okay, uh, we didn't know that. And I was like, yeah, because you don't fucking read any books, you fucking... <clears throat> Anyways, not a big deal. Not, totally not upset at them. The point is, is that when you have the knowledge, when you've actively tried to learn about these things, you feel more confident sharing those things because you know that you're right. Like, you know you have this knowledge. And so then when, people, when things come up, when issues come up, when conversations come up, you feel more confident speaking on it. And that makes you ultimately feel more confident in your own identity. Number two, to feel more confident in your sexuality, you should try to connect with people who identify similarly to you. By connect, I mean to actually meet these people. And it can totally be online, but I would really recommend having these friendships in person. There's a lot more going on than you would think when it comes to queer communities in your area. This could be LGBTQIA positive spaces like libraries and clubs and cafes and so many other things. It doesn't have to be going out and drinking and clubbing and fucking whatever else. It can also be just very normal spaces. And what I want you to do going into these spaces is to try not to over-sexualize them. It's really easy when you're first coming out to feel like you're a little baby in it and you don't know anything and all of these queer people are super fucking gay and super sexual and to like over-sexualize these people. Even though you're a part of it, you kind of feel like, 
ooh, someone's going to try to hit on me or like, I'm going to try to go home with some like girl tonight. That's going to be crazy. Like, like you over-sexualize it. And what I want you to do is try to step out of that mentality and to recognize that there is going to be at least, I can guarantee you, at least one person in the room that is more comfortable in their sexuality and one person that is less comfortable in their sexuality. You're never going to be on either ends of the scale. And that's totally fine. Queer people are you. You're just like queer people. You are queer people. And I remember I had a realization one day when somebody reached out to me on Instagram and they were like, oh my God, like, I would love to go on a date with you. I'm just, I'm so intimidated. You just seem so confident. And like, I haven't had many queer experiences. And I went, I'm the gay people. (laughs) I'm the gay people that people think are scary. I'm the gay one. And it was just crazy because I realized that we all have that. We all kind of have this misinterpretation of what queer people are, even though we are it. It's crazy. Anyways, try to follow as many queer creators as you can, whether that's like YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, whatever makes sense for you. Actively try to be a part of that kind of like language in those communities because it will help you to feel like you are more invested in the community. Read the books and try to actively connect with people that identify similarly to you so that you have people to talk to these issues about. Number three is to connect with other queer people who don't identify how you identify. And this is really important for you to feel involved in the queer community just in general. And it's going to help you to explore different identities that you might not really know a lot about. Like you might really not know somebody who's pansexual. You might not know somebody who is trans. You might not know somebody who's a lesbian. And like for you to explore meeting people within the queer community who don't identify similarly to you, it actually gives you the opportunity for yourself to explore, oh, do I potentially identify with that? But also, wow, it's important for me to know what other queer experiences look look like. For example, years ago, I didn't know anybody who is non-binary. I didn't know anybody who is trans. Now I do. Now I have those people in my community, but I didn't. And so I didn't understand it. And so I knew about how it felt to like women and to be scared of that, but I didn't know what it was like to have um, gender euphoria and to struggle with issues that were outside of me, but were very much embedded in my community. This is only going to make you a better person within your community. And it's only going to help you to empathize and be connected to more people. It is so fun to be around someone who really identifies with you. Like one of my best friends is queer. I would say bisexual. I say bisexual. She says queer. But we are so similar in how we have kind of outworked that and what that looks like for us. And it is fun. Like we just, it just feels like they get it. It's like another reason why I love having bisexual men in my life because I feel like they just get it and it feels fun and like, I can joke with them about being attracted to a man or a woman or whoever. And it just feels good. Like, it's just, it's nice. Like, it feels home. It feels safe. It's like your chosen family. And externally to that as well, not even externally, I guess, in like inclusive of that, there's also people that I don't identify with. Like, I wouldn't say that I identify, obviously, with being, say, trans or being um, gay or lesbian. But for me to have those people in my life, I learn from them and you have so much more in common with those people than you would think. You have similar stories of struggling through your sexuality. You have similar stories of having questions that were unanswered. You have internalized homophobia and all of these things that you don't realize are so similar, and it's so valuable to talk about that with people who've experienced that in different ways. And last but not least, to feel more confident in your sexuality, you need to explore different relationships. And automatically, your brain is probably going to, oh, I need to have sex. I need to, it's about sex. It's not about sex. It's not about sex. It's about romance and relationships and attraction and flirting and kissing and enjoying people's company and realizing what you like. And absolutely it can be about sex, but the queer community is not about sex. And if you're someone who is figuring out your sexuality, it's really easy to over-sexualize the queer community because that's what you've been taught about the queer community, especially as a straight person. But now that you're realizing that you're actually a part of this community, 
it's like, okay, let's be real. Let's be honest about what people are actually like, what relationships actually look like. And it's not always about sex. For example, I have a friend who identifies as heterosexual and homoromantic. So she typically is more romantically attracted to women and more sexually attracted to men. Of course, we've had the conversation of what would it look like if you then had an experience with a woman? Do you think that maybe you could be sexually attracted to her? Do you think that that could turn eventually into you identifying as lesbian and she's always said maybe you know maybe but right now this is what I feel and that's what is so fucking cool about sexuality is like it can change in time you can become more confident in different areas and you can realize certain things as time goes on but if you guys have never heard of this then I would recommend you googling something called the Kinsey scale which is pretty basic but it just tells you about how you can be romantically attracted to someone versus sexually attracted to someone and how there is actually a difference in that and those things don't always align for people. As you go through this, as much as you're trying to make sense of who you are, I want you to try not to box yourself and to try not to box a specific type that you might have. It's really easy when you first come out to want to be femme or to want to be mask or to want to be a certain type of person so that you can make sense of yourself in your head or to also make sense of who you might be attracted to. I'm attracted to femmes. I'm attracted to girls with brown hair. I'm attracted to blondes. I'm attracted to more masculine energy, whatever that looks like for you. That can be valuable information for you. And you might start to see a bit of a trend and that's totally normal, but I wouldn't hold yourself to it or hold the people that you're attracted to, to it because it often changes in time anyways, and it doesn't really matter. At least for me, I've always said that I'm very attracted to people's like energies. Like if I just get on with someone, I get on with someone and that's it. If I feel that attraction to someone, I feel attracted to them. And that's just, it doesn't matter who you are, what you look like or what your type is or how tall you are or anything. Like I just, I love finding that connection with somebody and that is what is valuable to me. You need to put yourself out there. Like, what is the worst that could happen? I'll tell you another story really quickly. I went on a date with a girl um, a while back and had the best time. And it was a date. Like, we went for a coffee to begin. And that was just, like, chill. And then the next time we hung out, it was like, this is a date, you know. So we went on a date. And it was, like, super nice. We, like, had dinner. We, had, we got a bottle of wine. It was, it was a fucking, it was a date, okay. I walked her home date because I'm a gentleman you're welcome hello um and then we kissed twice Mm, thrice uh we kissed and then it was a whole thing and it was kind of like this thing where she was like "Mm, do you want to come upstairs and I was like "Mm, like no because I was scared okay I was scared shut up don't make fun of me okay I was scared um but I also was just like I don't know if I'm like if I want that right now like just like personally was like you know when you just like you're just kind of not in the mood so then you're like sorry it has nothing to do with you it genuinely has everything to do with me so I was I was in it but I like wasn't I was like oh I reckon like I'd rather just like take this slow whatever then within a few days I was like I'm just not thinking about her like I'm just not curious about her I'm not excited I'm not really excited about her I'm not really I'm not that interested so then naturally I just I told her because I over communicate all the time because that's just how I live my life and I was like just you know like I kind of am feeling like friend vibes whatever whatever and she was like that's so fine. Like I've experienced a lot of different queer relationships in my life. And like, I just am comfortable to like be friends and like, who knows what's going to happen. But like, at least it right now to just like be friends, I'm totally fine with that. And I was like, okay, slay. Like it was like so chill and so nice, but it was a good experience for me to be like, okay, like I can explore this. And the worst that happens is we just realize that we're like just friends or we just like don't like each other we don't talk again like what are you scared of you know what I mean like I know it's it is scary I'm not saying it's easy but I'm saying that you don't actually genuinely have a lot to lose if you're like at the space where you're like okay well I'm fucking queer so let's see what's gonna happen you know just saying (laughs) and another thing with that is like you should let your experiences educate you on how you are attracted to people and what you like, but they aren't the end-all be-all. And this is really important, especially if you are in like a committed relationship. Like say you are 
a woman and you are dating a man or whatever, you've been together for a few years. I get a lot of you who tell me things like this where like, you're like, I've been with a guy for a long time. I think I am queer. I don't, but I don't have the space to like prove it because I am with a man. Um, you don't have to fucking prove it is what I'm trying to tell you. You don't have to. There, You don't have to have X amount of experiences to then officially be bisexual. Like there isn't a scale. You don't have to be 50-50 and you can be bisexual. You can be queer, you can be pan, whatever. And you can have a certain part of you that's like more towards men or more towards women, but you can still be open either way. I have a friend who said they were gay for ages and now they identify with bisexuality because they're like, there's a, there's a big part of them that actually really enjoys women. And they know that that part's kind of small, but they actually feel like it's more authentic to say bisexual. So they've now kind of not come out again, but have decided like that's the term that they want to use now. It changes. It changes. There's no stress to be one specific thing. And when you then have queer friends and you're in a queer community of people who are like loving, you know, and supportive, you realize that like no one is begging you to give them an answer. You're just like living your life and it's great. Labels are not all that important and they're for you. They're not for other people. Ultimately, they're for you. If you want to give them to other people to help them to understand you better or to just like build deeper connections with people, sure. But again, that's you letting them in and that's sacred and that is something that they should appreciate and be aware of that that's not easy for you. And it's really valuable to let somebody in. It's not something that you have to do. Get around more people that identify similarly to how you identify. Get around more queer people in general so you have a good scope of the queer experience. Talk to the people you care about. Talk to the people you trust. And internally work on the things that are going to help you to realize that you are allowed to be exactly who you want to be. And that there's nothing wrong with the urges and the wants and the feelings that you have. Because you are living a human experience that is messy and scary and is not always going to be this linear thing there's going to be journeys along the way and you're not going to arrive like truthfully you're not going to arrive truthfully you are never going to feel and I'm so sorry to say this you are never going to feel 100% confident in your sexuality because you're never going to feel 100% confident in yourself these are tools and these are words this is language that we use to help make sense of ourselves but you're going to be constantly growing and that is is a good thing. You are going to be okay and you're going to figure it out. And with time, it will make more sense, but you should always leave yourself open to new experiences, into identifying in different ways, to learning new people, to experiencing new types of people because life is exciting and it changes and that's what makes it so magical. I love you. I appreciate you for being here. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Um, I hope that this episode fed you and made you feel more connected with yourself and gave you insight on what you can do going forward to become more confident in your sexuality. If you want to connect with me directly, it is Alyssa Taylor Harper on TikTok or Instagram. Instagram is a better place to reach out to me specifically, um, but TikTok, we probably share a bit more content on generally. Um, episodes are coming out, you know, just here and there, really. And we have a Facebook group called the She Said What Podcast group if you want to join us over there and make some queer fucking friends. Again, thank you guys so much. And I will see you guys in the next episode or on socials if you come find me. Okay. All right. Bye. Love you guys. Ooh.